and welcome to season two of Tea Tide Moms. I'm your host, Victoria, and I've got with me today a wonderful guest. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. My name is Joyce. Hi. I am a first time mum. And I think, yeah, that's about it for now. First time mum. Yeah. <laughs> pregnant and gave birth during coronavirus and lockdown. Yeah. We're going to deep dive into that very shortly. So how have you been finding the whole motherhood so far? How old is your baby now? So now she is two months, but this week she's 10 weeks. So yeah, the weeks and months. Yeah, it, it I'm, I'm just confusing. Out. Yeah, so let's say she's two months old. So far, I'm really enjoying motherhood. Like, I'm really loving it. I feel like, oh, why didn't I do this earlier? Like, when, when am I going to have the next one? Like, I, I'm absolutely loving it, like. But then I feel like, I say she's a good baby, obviously. She's still yeah. quite young. I don't know what like will happen when she grows up. Yeah. But I feel like this is how they trick you. And then you have a second one and it's, they're not as well behaved as the first. <laughs> so, I don't, honestly, <laughs> one of my friends messaged me the other day and she's just like, oh, listen, nobody would tell you. Nobody would teach you <laughs> until you have your second one because she's now got... So she's got one, but the the gap between her first one and the second one is quite big. So it was mm. okay for her, but now she's pregnant with another one, and the gap between the second and the new baby is like a few months. So she's just like, this baby is driving me crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I'm growing it for now, as long yeah. as like you know it stays like this. Hopefully she doesn't change. Hopefully she doesn't grow out of. Because obviously she's still kind of at that sleepy stage most of the day. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, so far, so good. Oh, I love that. I miss that stage. I remember there was a day, Atara slept literally the entire day. I didn't even wake her up to feed her. I just let her sleep. (laughs) (laughs) And then everyone was just like, are you not going to wake her up? I'm like, she's sleeping. Why would I want to interrupt her sleep? (laughs) It's so funny. Like with Soraya, sometimes I'll just pick her up. Yeah. And then I'll feed her and she'll take it while she's asleep. She's and still I'm like, sleeping, oh, must be yeah. nice. Must be nice. That's, that's great. So, yeah. And that's it. Oh, Both no. and she'll just continue sleeping. So. Oh, I miss that. You're making me broody, but I'm not that broody. <laughs> it's fine. I can, I can hold on for a little longer. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, let's get into, you know, being pregnant and having a baby during COVID. So obviously we did try to record with you while she were pregnant and that yeah. didn't really, the yeah, recording didn't turn out Technical too difficulties. well. Honestly, <laughs> I just hope this one is a lot better, fingers crossed. So yeah. how was pregnancy for you during COVID, like not being able to go out and stuff? So my pregnancy itself was a really good pregnancy. Like it was easy, it was smooth. Like I had no morning sickness, I had no yeah. nausea. I didn't even have any cravings. Can you imagine having being pregnant, having serious cravings during lockdown? And oh. at that point, none of the restaurants or anything were open. So yeah, so thank goodness for that. I had no cravings. But um, I'd say being pregnant in lockdown, it was interesting. I felt like, oh, I'm going to be pregnant. Yeah. All my friends will be going out and I'll be sitting at home watching like their social media. Like, oh, look at them having a great time. Then lockdown came and I was like, oh, okay, well, silver linings. We're all at home. <laughs> we'll all stay at home together. <laughs> Yes. So, but in terms of actual COVID, it was, it was interesting because when it first came around and I was pregnant, Mm -hmm. I was going to work. It was like, oh, pregnant women aren't like, you know, they're not high risk or anything. Then all of a sudden, no, you're high risk. You have to stay home. 
and by then I think the whole country was in lockdown anyway mm-hmm. so it was just like I was at, I was just at home and I was like okay well I'll just take my time it did feel it does feel like a smooth transition into maternity leave I will say yeah everything kind of like slowed down and I was always at home anyway um but actually being pregnant other than like the fear of is everything going to be okay Mm -hmm. and possibly getting bored because I was doing nothing but being at home with my husband I'd say it was almost a blessing in disguise I wasn't having to travel to work I wasn't having to like push my belly out or show my badge so someone could give Mm -hmm. me a seat on the train like even though I was still working from home, I was taking naps throughout the day. <laughs> that my mind was, but I was just taking my naps throughout the day. And um, then the evening would come when we both finished work, we'd go for like a little walk and come back home. Yeah. So it actually wasn't the worst thing. The most difficult, the most difficult part probably would be trying to do food shopping. I would want to mm. do the food shopping. But obviously some shops wouldn't allow me and my husband into the shop. Yeah. And he's like, well, she can't go by herself because she can't like pack the shopping. And I wasn't trusting him to go by himself. <laughs> so he does. Yeah. <laughs> have a whole shopping list and they come back with nothing but sweets. So <laughs> I think that's that every guy. Every guy, honestly. <laughs> that, that, it wasn't too bad. The only thing I'd say it was also a blessing in disguise being a first time mum. So yeah. for instance, a lot of my antenatal appointments and things like that. So I didn't have I had one like the part one of my antenatal class. By the time it was like, okay, you know, the class that's like, this is what will happen during labor, yeah. how to breathe, how to push. By then it was lockdown, so that class never happened. So I had to watch YouTube videos to prepare me for labor. Yeah. And my midwife appointments, I would say, a few of them did get canceled. Yeah, so I had a few that were canceled and the one that was turned into a telephone call. But as a first-time mum, I wasn't really aware of what I was missing. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like kind of, oh, this has changed. This has happened because of COVID. I'm like, okay, go with the flow. Mm-hmm. I feel like if this was like my second or third pregnancy, I would be very much aware I needed that appointment. I think my 34-week appointment was cancelled. And I thought, yeah, 34-week was cancelled. 36 weeks was done in person. And 38 weeks was a telephone call. And then obviously 40 weeks, you should have the baby. And if not, yeah. we'll bring you back to be induced. So I'm thinking the appointment before I give birth is a telephone call. So how are you checking my blood pressure? How are you making sure baby's head is engaged? Yeah. It was just a conversation like, how do you feel? Have you written your birth plan? Yeah, it was very... That's so weird. I feel like it's the yeah. best of both worlds, like with COVID. Like you mm-hmm. obviously had the option of you don't have to travel for work and you can just... And like you said, it was a best... It was a smoother transition into maternity as well but then on the other side of it appointments and as a first-time mom you don't even know what to expect or what you should be yeah. doing oh my god so I can imagine the like how stressful that can get yeah that I think that was the only appointment that I was really questioning what sense does this make yeah and even though like and it called my midwife like we talked about, you know, um, pain relief and all the rest of it, but it was just a bit like the things that I'm expecting you to do that mm-hmm. I'm used to now from all of my other appointments never took place. And then after 20 weeks, so I had to have another scan at 32 weeks because I had a low line placenta. So they want to check okay. that it had moved. By then it was lockdown. So my husband couldn't come to that scan with me. He basically just sat in the car park. Oh my God. And 
he's like we're both very easy go lucky like like go with the flow type people so it wasn't a problem I just like took pictures and stuff when I was there obviously I had to ask them first Mm. and whatnot so that he could then watch a video like so the other appointments I went to with the midwife if they were like scanning the heartbeat and things like that I would record it so that he wouldn't feel like he missed out but I felt like if it was the beginning of my pregnancy and it was the 12 week and the 20 week scan I probably would have been upset that my husband wasn't there yeah, of to like confirm a pregnancy and to confirm yeah. the gender and the baby, things like that. Yeah. Luckily, I was further on, so it was a bit like, oh, we've had a scan, still looks like a funny-looking shape in your stomach. Well, we don't have long to go. But it's, it's very interesting. Oh, gosh. No, I can't even imagine it. As much as I'm like, it'd be fun to be pregnant during, COVID, during lockdown. At the same time, I'm just like, nah. But then again... I've already been through it, so I kind of know what and what not to yeah. expect. But I can imagine how daunting camp that can be for a first-time mom, not knowing what to expect. So even with your class, your antenatal classes were all like cancelled, so you couldn't even. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like it was funny. It was like it was cancelled. So, but then on the plus side, it meant that I did a lot more research and a lot more of like having to watch stuff and like go out on the yeah. internet and, oh and ask goodness. like questions from mums around me because it was like where I would have gone and got like expert advice that was kind of somewhat taken away so yeah wow no I I think even with the appointments you still you still watch videos and everything online anyway so but were you able to like okay you couldn't even go through your birth plan either did you so the birth plan like I wrote it out and we discussed it over the phone and that was it so I went through with my husband I was like so this is the plan Obviously, we all know it's, it's a plan that doesn't really go according to plan. Mm. Like, fingers crossed, hope for the best. And then delivery itself, because of COVID, has its own set of rules as well. So our hospital was very much, the rule was you have to, when you, you think you're in labour, you give us a call, um, they'll talk you through it, then they'll, they'll let you know whether or not you should come in. And when you do come in, when I called them to go in, there's a security man downstairs. He confirms your name and he calls up to maternity triage to confirm that they're expecting you. And you go up by yourself. Pardon? And if you go up, yeah, you go up by yourself. And you're in you go up and you're you're, going... Yeah, you go up by yourself. They have to conform, confirm that you're at least four centimetres dilated and in active labour before they will actually um, kind of register you and allow you to stay. And that's when your partner can join you. If you're not four centimetres dilated and you're not in active labour, you get told to go home and they can't come in. <laughs> so I'm, and in my head, this I was like, that's not bad. <laughs> I was like, that's absolutely fine. If I'm not in active labour, I don't want to be in the hospital anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, so if I go in, oh, I'm not in active labour, all right, fine, I'll go home and wait for, to be further along, kind of thing. Oh, my God. My contractions actually started at like 6am on her due date. I did originally think they were Braxton Hicks, so I was trying to just sleep through it. And I went the whole day just going through these contractions. We started timing them. Then it got to like 11 p.m. midnight-ish, and it was like, all right, let's go to the hospital now. Gave them a call. They were like, all right, come in. Went in. She examined me, and she was like, you're only like two centimeters dilated. So go home and wait for the pain to be more like become more intense and come back. You know, you're thinking more intense. How far is the drive from the house to the hospital? It's like a 15 minute drive. And obviously, before COVID, no one's on the road. So it was like quick there and back. So I've then come back out, and like my husband's in the car looking at me, like, why are you here? (laughs) He's obviously expecting the baby to come up. 
yeah so we've come back home I was only at home for like an hour maybe two hours and I was like no this is too intense take me back so obviously gone back again at this point the security guard's seen me he's come with a wheelchair (laughs) to take me upstairs and he's like don't worry I won't let them turn you away the woman checked me again she's like Joyce, you're only three centimeters dilated. Story. I, like, I looked at her and I said, you cannot turn me away. I was like, I am not going home. <laughs> I have told myself gas and air will make me feel better. That is what I need. So at this point, it was like half three. And at half three, she like called the maternity ward. They were like, all right, fine. You know, she can come to the birthing unit. So yeah, 3.30, I was like registered into the system, went to the birthing unit, bearing in mind three centimeters dilated. So husband can't come in. Oh my God. Yeah, it's, it's not four centimetres, it's not active labour. So although they've allowed me to stay, he can't come in. And at this point, I'm like losing my mind. I'm like having contractions. They're like two minutes apart at this point. And I'm thinking, I'm not understanding. They're like, okay, so we're not going to, protocol is we'll, we don't examine you again for another six hours. So we'll let your partner know and we'll tell him to come back at 9.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I was like, okay, that's fine. That's what it is. At this point, I was even disheartened, like, I'm only three centimetres. I went home, came back, and only one centimetre happened. So I was like, okay. So she was like, you've got a long way to go. You're dehydrated. Drink all this water, blah, blah, blah. And I think, in my mind, hours had passed. And um, I looked at my phone. I seen I got a missed call from my husband. So I'm like, oh, I haven't even spoken to you. Let me call him back. And he was like, I'm at home. And I was like, "Um, my hospital bag is in the car, and my battery's about to die. He was like, I'm not doing anything. I'm coming straight back. So he came back. So then as I'm having these contractions and the midwife checking on me, bearing in mind, I'm the only patient in the birthing unit. Yeah, it, it's COVID. So it's I'm so guessing extra. other people have been turned away and all the rest. I'm the only person there. So I was like to a woman, you can't leave me here. I want my husband. She was like, oh, but you know, you're not. And I was like, well, then you can't go. I just said to her, you can't go. Exactly. You can't leave me. You can't there has go. to be someone. Like, all right, let me go and speak to someone and come back. When she came back, she actually came back with my husband and my suitcase. So at this point, it was like, 5.30. So only two hours had passed. In my mind, I thought I was there for a very long time. Only two hours have passed. I feel like all of my insides are burning with these contractions, right? And um, she's telling my husband, you know, tell her, like, she's got a long way to go. She needs to calm down. She needs to, like, take, like, you know... You need to you know, restore her energy. You've been calm with everything you've been telling me. You've been calm. <laughs> and I'm like trying to do gas and air but it's just making my mouth dry so I'm like forget that and she's like let me show you how to use it I looked at it and I was like I, I don't need the instructions I just can't do it and she's like it's making your mouth dry because you're already dehydrated so between the midwife and my husband they're trying to get me to drink water and I'm looking at them like if you know what I'm going through water <laughs> is not going to make me feel any better and I kept saying to her I feel so much pressure I'm still in the same tracksuit I've been wearing the whole time I haven't changed or anything I kept saying to her I feel pressure I feel pressure and she's like oh baby's head is down but she's not back to back. She's slightly leaning a certain way. So that's why you feel the pressure. I'm like, okay. Um, when I was there, I got my show. I, I wasn't expecting it to be the way that it was. It was like... There's like some mucusy. Yeah, mucusy. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> I originally thought my water's broke because I felt wet. And yeah. then they looked and were like, oh no, it's your show. I was like, okay. And then um, it got to a point, I think I was just losing it. I was just losing it. I was like, I feel pressure, I feel pressure. And she was like, okay, let's check baby's heartbeat. So she's gone to check um, baby's heartbeat and I couldn't sit still for the one minute. My contractions were just back to back and I, like, I was just moving. I was like, I'm so sorry. I just can't sit still. And then she was like, well, your contractions seem like, you know, they're a bit intense now. So let's change you into a nightgown 
and examine you because mm-hmm. I've asked for an epidural. I've asked for all the pain relief. And she's like, until you're in active labor, I cannot give you that. Yeah. Early. Like, you know, you just need to calm down and learn to manage the pain. Try the gas and air again. And I'm like, I don't want your gas and air. Um, so then she had said to me, okay, she's going to give me, it was an injection of some pain relief. Um, I can't remember what it was for the life of me now, but she was like, let me examine you, see how far you are. And then I'll give you this injection. So I've showed them in my suitcase, showed my husband where my nightdress is. He's gone to mm. get it. She's helping me to take my jogging bottoms off. As she's taking it off, I just started shouting her like, quick, quick. I feel like something's coming. As soon as she pulled my jogging bottoms up, I got on my hands and knees. I pushed and they were like, oh, her head is out. <laughs> they were like, yeah, her head is out. And then I was like, and I, obviously I, I thought, and what saddens me is I had wanted to push for so long. But oh because they told me I have such a long way to go, I thought if I push, I'm pooing myself. Yeah. So, so let's not do that. But it got to a point I just couldn't hold it. I was like, I need to push. So I pushed and her head came out. <laughs> and like, so between her and the other midwife, the like the main midwife and her like um her partner, they were practically they were on the other side of the room. They were like getting the apparatus together so they could check me to see. I heard one of them say the four sets was like, well, we don't need that now. <laughs> Kind of thing Baby's and then I just shouted, yeah I just shouted I'm pushing again and then and obviously my back is to them because I was on my like hands and knees so my back mm-hmm. is to them and I just felt her body come out so in two pushes she was out oh, so yes wow. I was only there this was now 6 57 so I was only there for like three and a half hours I love it oh my god I was there three and a half hours and babe was out meanwhile if I hadn't called if my battery wasn't dying to call my husband to come back and if he wasn't arguing security downstairs and I wasn't it. arguing with the midwife, he would have missed it. He would have completely missed it. And then obviously with COVID as well, the plan is after you give birth, they'll do their initial checks. But once they move you to the postnatal ward, obviously hubby can't be with you because you'll be around other mothers. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I gave birth at 6.57. They had a shift change at 7 a.m. <laughs> so obviously then all the other midwives will come in and like they've done their handover and they will come to me like, are you the lady that gave birth really quickly? And I was like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so after I've pushed the body out and I can hear her crying, I was like to my husband, is it a girl? He was like, yeah. I was Wait, like, she had who caught the baby? Who caught the baby? Because it was the midwife. The, mid- the okay. midwife was actually there. After the head came out, she was standing right there. So I think when I, I remember saying, I'm pushing again. And I remember yeah, and then she just went back. Like, okay. She was like, okay, listen to your body. I'm thinking now I should listen to my body. When I was telling you, I felt pressure. <laughs> but, I, I do remember like during the process, I remember my husband saying things like, should she be in this amount of pain? Like, is this normal and things like that? Because yeah. oh, this was the week where it was like Black Lives Matter and like oh, yeah, women yeah. are five times more mm-hmm. likely. So we're both on edge. Like, is this normal? Is this not normal? Like you don't know. Yeah. And then to be told you've got a long way to go and then to give birth, it's like, yeah, well, you wasn't listening to me. You No. And oh, this is the problem with these, they, it's like they just don't listen. I remember when I went into labor, even though I knew that the baby wasn't like ready, <laughs> I was crying. I was doing show. I was doing the biggest show. I said, "You people are not sending me home. You're going to keep me here." And you're, I know this baby's coming. It's just not coming now. But I'm, I will just show just so you keep me here. They just don't listen to us when we say we this is how we're feeling like we know yeah. our body well so of course if we're feeling a certain type of way we're going to express it but you just don't want to listen which just confuses me but yeah. no that sounds amazing three hours it was fun. actually at the same time as mine as well yeah 
Oh, that's good. Yeah, I feel like girls are just a lot easier. <laughs> I hope so, because after I gave birth, they like I could hear them talking. So obviously, I've had to like kind of lift my leg, turn my body around, and lift yeah. my leg over my umbilical cord. And I can just hear them saying like, maybe next time you do a home birth because obviously yeah. second come quicker. You might not make it's it. It's going to come a lot quicker, yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, we're talking next time already? After everything I just went through? And <laughs> remember, I'm still in the same tracksuit. I'm still wearing the same tracksuit. So you I'm haven't like, even changed. Okay. I haven't changed. I haven't done anything. So, yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. No, I have heard, like, obviously, the more babies you have, the quicker it gets. So I have actually been thinking, if I do have another one, I'm definitely going to have an own birth. Because I had a water birth, the first one. Mm. So I'm just going to get, like, a big birthing pool and just put it in my garden or something. And just oh, that would be nice, though. And then it's like, you don't have to worry about... Yeah, driving to hospital. Yeah. yeah, but no, oh, my gosh. She did well. Three and a half hours. She was ready to come out. And then it was like, went home the same day as well. Yeah. They do try and get you out a bit, like, um, quicker. Mm-hmm. And because, again, because I was the only one on that ward, they actually yeah. allowed my husband to stay with me the whole time. But that's so they, like, they, yeah, they, they, where they didn't move me, we just stayed in that room. But he was, when he came in, he did have to wear a mask. Yeah. Yeah. But then I think after a while, like we had a conversation with the midwives and they were like, if you're comfortable, then it's fine. So he just took it off. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, bless. Oh, at least it was a happy ending. Thank God for that. It was a happy ending. I would say the other thing, again, being Mm -hmm. a new mum, I'm absolutely fine with it. And I don't know any different. Yeah. I haven't had any visit, any health visitors. Yeah. They should have come already within the first week. So I know that I'm supposed to have one the next day. That was a telephone telephone call. Spoke to my midwife and she was basically saying that because I haven't had a C-section, I'm not getting a visit because of COVID. So obviously they're not trying to go in and out of people's houses. Yeah. So baby had a GP appointment and was weighed at five days. And since then I've had telephone calls and then that's about it. Next appointment would be her immunizations. I mean, to be fair, when they do come over anyway, it's more just like weighing the baby and stuff and just yeah. checking that you're okay and you're feeling properly and things like that. So it's yeah. nothing major, but still, it would be nice to, you know, have that service. I think like. it's, yeah, I think it's more, if you're the type of person that would feel cheated and you feel like, I'm yeah. supposed to have oh, yeah, yeah. And I haven't, then yeah, you kind of feel cheated out of it. But it's just, I guess, where I've got a good support system around me, yeah, it's like everything's okay. But if I can't imagine if I was I'm like a single mother or if um, I was yeah. going through like serious baby blues or postnatal depression and like you're expecting the health system to kind of support you through it, and they then I'd say, it. yeah, then you, it's, it's, it's kind of really hands off. And if you think there's a problem, then you call up instead of like them just double checking. Yeah, that's very, very concerning. I mean, like you said, especially for like the single moms or people that don't even have the support there at all. Yeah. And it's just, what's going on with them? Like, and it's very easy to fall into like postpartum depression and things like that when you don't have the right support around you. So, God, only God can help us, honestly. Yeah. And I just hope that they're able to find something or someone around them. I think that's the one thing that COVID would probably mess up for some people. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's like just having a baby is so, it's extremely overwhelming and there's so many things happening at once and it's like so many changes and you come home and it's like, you have a whole human to care for. 
Yeah. And you've just been left to your own devices. So mm-hmm. if you're not strong-willed, strong-minded, or have like a natural maternal instinct and you're expecting yeah. some support and you don't have support, then yeah. It can, oh, yeah, that's very scary. Like even with me, even like, even though I had the support there, I, I still felt some type of way just coming home mm. with a baby because I was just like, yeah, this is a whole baby. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like twenty four seven as well. Yeah, it didn't feel real. Like <laughs> I kept looking at her, like I can't believe you're mine. This is my baby. <laughs> like you're okay. And it was funny because I'd spoken to my mum friends, and they were like, "On the first day, you're going to be so tired, and all you're going to do is stare at your baby, yeah. and just keep checking yeah. if they're breathing." But it's okay. So the first night, I actually slept. I was like, because I'd been, yeah, I was like, she's sleeping, I'm sleeping, because I feel like oh, after this, geez. she might not sleep. So I slept. My husband, on the other hand, I felt like every 20 minutes he would sit bolt upright in bed and go and check she was breathing. And I was like, so instead of the baby interrupting my sleep, it's you. And like, yeah. And after that, I think, yeah, then after it was every two hours, she would wait for a feed. So it was only the first night I actually yeah. managed to get like a proper sound sleep. Oh my God, no. I think my first, oh, first I cried. I was just like, Aww. I cried because she was crying. And then I yeah. realised that I was never going to sleep again. <laughs> and you I know knew- I was, I've been saying this. I, you know, like, everyone says to you, oh, like, you know, every mother's different. There isn't really a handbook on no. how to, like, look after your newborn. <laughs> I feel like there's some things people should tell you. You know, they always say, oh, yeah. oh you're pregnant. You're, like, you know, having a baby. Yeah, forget about sleep. I feel like people said it, but they didn't... They didn't say it. They didn't enough. tell you... <laughs> Yeah, like, let me know. When you say, oh, forget about sleep. No, explain to me exactly what you mean so I can be really prepared. Because I remember being, like, the first few weeks being really tired, thinking, wow, why, why didn't you just tell, like, you told me, but you didn't really tell me. You told me. You didn't drill it into me. In, like, no, no, the sleep, forget about it. You didn't make it clear enough. <laughs> I, I literally, like, me and my husband, we looked at each other that night and we just, I, he started laughing and I just started crying because I just thought, this is it. <laughs> This is it. Yeah. I was like, this rest of-? and I like sleep. So I was like, oh, oh, okay. This is what they meant. Are you never sleep again. Like, you could have you could have really, really warned me. <laughs> <laughs> and if the thing is, yeah, like even though people tell you, it doesn't make any sense until you're in that situation. So yeah. no matter how much they say it, it's just like, okay, yeah, okay. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> And the funny thing is, now that she's two months, she actually sleeps a lot better. Oh, that's like good. in the night, she'll sleep for at least like five or six hours straight. Even if she wakes up, it'll be like, it's like a dream feed. She's asleep anyway. Yeah. And she just continues to sleep. So it's not too bad. But I'm still, it's like I don't reach the depth of my sleep. Like I'm still like, like the first time awake. she slept for a good few hours, I remember I just woke up like, oh my gosh, she must have been crying. I've missed it. <laughs> so I looked at her and she was sleeping. I was like, she's been sleeping for hours. Yeah. I was even shocked. I, I like my body was like, Josh, you've ever slept, get up. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. I'm in a panic. But then since then I'm like, okay. I'm sleeping, but I'm not sleeping. Yeah. No, yeah, I I'm sleeping and I'm listening. Yeah. Honestly, just forget it. This is how it is. <laughs> even though, like even with routine, even with routine and everything, even till now, I'm just like, can I just sleep for like the whole day? I just want to wake up at like eleven o'clock and then be refreshed. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's not happening. And the sleep when baby sleeps, I'm like, I hear you. I've it don't, tried, you can't do that though. I've got things to do. Exactly. 
Like, I've got food to make, a house to clean. You have to tidy up the house. You want to look for yourself. Yeah, and babies wear, like, I know they wear a lot of clothes. They produce a lot of washing. I feel like I'm constantly washing clothes. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, sleep and baby sleep doesn't really work. And then what makes it worse is at night after, like, um, my husband's finished work, it's like, okay, let's spend some time together when baby's sleeping. And then we end up going to bed late and that's when she's now waking up and it's like oh okay it's, yeah yeah maybe just slept when you were sleeping <laughs> and it's, i think that it does it is very like it can be straining on the relationship as well because i remember like i feel the first few months when it gets to like eight o'clock i'm like okay i'm going to bed but obviously my husband's there and he feels like i'm neglecting yeah. him and it's like well i need rest as well like yeah. what do i do like how do i find a balance but that's why like they say if when you find a good routine that works for you yeah. try and stick to it so yeah just like honestly go with the flow and enjoy yeah. the most of it enjoy it enjoy this stage everyone keeps enjoy saying that and i'm stage. like you know what i didn't listen about the you know forget about sleep so let me yeah. listen when they say enjoy this enjoy this stage and she's yeah. like this is like the best time it's when they actually start recognizing things that's when everything will not start they will not start doing guy they don't want to sleep yeah, anymore i was wondering i'm like she's like exclusively breastfed all Ooh. you drink now is milk so at what point do you decide i don't want to eat this and i don't want to eat that you spent most of your life having the same thing for breakfast lunch <laughs> dinner snack like drink it was all the same thing so so what point do you become picky <laughs> yeah do you know is she picky i think maybe when they get to like one-ish because now she's peaky now tara is very picky about what she eats like she will literally just flat out say no oh, wow. <laughs> i'm just like well i'm not cooking again so <laughs> <laughs> that's it then you either eat it or you drink milk and go to sleep but no no so how are you enjoying are you finding breastfeeding though are, are you breastfeeding or are you pumping or are you doing both so i'm like exclusively breastfeeding mm-hmm. and i think i've pumped a few times so i had my first night out literally like a few days ago yeah so it was my birthday it was my birthday like two three weeks ago so i waited a little bit to then have a girly dinner so I was like, yeah okay, we've pumped so we did like a little test so i think we like i pumped milk and then we went to um my in-laws and she had the pumped milk then and she took the bottle. It's like, okay, so you, you don't mind taking bottle. And then there's been times I'm like, oh, I'm doing the food shopping. I'm going to be back in like an hour, an hour and a half. Yeah. I've pumped milk there. So then dad can, you know, help out. But other than that, she's exclusively breastfed. Oof. And I'm enjoying it. I'm really, yeah. really enjoying it. I feel like I'm naturally someone that reads up on things. So I think maybe because I'd researched it and they talk about the latch and stuff and the type of birth that you have if it's like traumatic it can impact your breastfeeding yeah. and all of this stuff and whatnot so yes yeah, so so far so good it's oh. going well she looks in my eyes like i'm the only person in the room like, i know i oh, love let that. me enjoy it now oh because God. at some point you're going to become a daddy's girl so let me enjoy it. all my moments <laughs> now no, i think that's what i actually miss about breastfeeding i loved breastfeeding like the first three months i was just like i just want you to stay on my chest yeah but- <laughs> I think where it got hard for me was when I realized that actually I can't do anything without you. Yeah. And I was just like, um, I should have pumped a lot more. So, and then it got bad when I was pumping, but then I think she, 
started to realize there was a difference in taste mm. the where i was pumping and and freezing the milk if i'd given her frozen milk she could taste the difference okay and then i read up on it and it said yeah the enzyme the protein changes when you freeze the milk and then it's just like it was just a whole load of essay and i was just like you can't be picky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the milk is the milk, you know. You have to take it. You, don't you have to it. take it. But I think I stopped breastfeeding at like four months because I was just like, yeah, I want to start going out again. <laughs> so, mm. and she just refused the bottle. So I just had to take that to my mom's for the weekend and I just left her there. <laughs> and then she yeah. started drinking a bottle from yeah. there. But I love breastfeeding and I miss it. Oh my God, I love it when they're licking your, in your eye when they're sucking they're in your breast. In your eyes and it's like, like, I'll be talking to her and she'll actually <laughs> stop to smile at me and then continue. <laughs> like, oh, my sweetheart. Yeah, oh, no, I am. And it's really, like they understand what you're saying as well. Yeah. Oh, it, I feel like it really is bonding time. It is. So I do really, really yeah. enjoy it. And I feel like it just amazes me, you know, that this is this is my body producing this for her if that makes any sense mm-hmm. and it, that just makes me wow like god god's amazing because he, he fills them up it yeah them up. <laughs> yeah and as well i know they say with breast milk you just don't know how much they're um drinking so you never know if they're full or not yeah but then when i started expressing i realized i'm actually expressing a lot of milk mm. and i'm expressing it quite quickly so she must be full drinking and a lot realized very quickly as well when i went out recently like i spoke to my husband i was like I'm on edge, so I'm not going to call you. What I'll do is I'll text you. I feel like if I call you and I hear her crying in the background, I want to come home. So I'll just text you and check in here and there. Not, and then at one, at one point in the evening, he called me. He was like, just the milk is finished. And I was like, oh, you know how much I pumped? I pumped so much. So yeah, so I just like, in that moment, I flew home. I was like, my baby's hungry. I'm going, bye. <laughs> home. And he was like, okay, she drinks quite a bit. She actually drinks quite a bit of milk. I yeah. think I assumed she was having like four ounces every feed. But no, they have a lot ounces more. And wanting more. So I was like, oh, okay. But... And now I know that you're at, you must be getting filled when I feed you because mm-hmm. you're drinking more than I expect you to be. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, no. I think there was one time that I went out. I think this was when I was still trying to experiment with the bottle and whatever. I went out, left her. She didn't eat. So like mm. morning, I left her with my mother-in-law actually for the night so i fed her like 7 p.m and i thought okay she'll be fine there's bottle there's milk my daughter did not eat so the next day she refused i said what kind of child (laughs) oh she knows what she likes that's when i said yeah we need to start breastfeeding because this can't run you need to eat you can't just when you want to eat (laughs) like no she literally did not eat for like 12 hours straight oh i said for why (laughs) oh poor baby (laughs) But this this children no, but I love it though. Oh, I definitely. Oh, you make me broody, man. <laughs> I love it. I'm like absolutely loving it. And again, COVID. Yeah. So I thought my maternity leave would be brunches here and there, going out, dressing baby up and cute. I'm just like, I'm not going outside. <laughs> outside is open, but it's not open for me. <laughs> I'm like me and poor baby, like no, like I can't just have her out and about. And then, so blessing in disguise as well because of that people aren't running to come and visit you so you do manage to kind of get to know your baby get to know yourself you get to heal and you get to kind of you know get in your own routine and figure things out and you know 
have your visitors when you're ready because yeah. you know yeah. your own friends you don't mind if they visit and if they see you in a state that's yeah, fine especially Nigerian aunties and uncles it's the people that you don't even it's know yeah yeah it's the aunties but no because of COVID I haven't had I've had hardly any aunties they yeah. themselves are scared of COVID and then like especially my mother-in-law so I'm Ghanaian and my husband oh, okay she herself is very very protective over her grand, her first grandchild so therefore yeah. because of covid you can't have everybody just visiting like that so no oh, <laughs> like, yeah. she'll come if you want to see the baby you facetime her and she'll show you <laughs> exactly I, honestly i feel like even if i have another child if covid or no covid i don't want people at my house i don't want it like that whole week the first week was just visitors upon visit and i'm just like sometimes you people i want to yeah, sleep no. like i just want to be my with my child was, it was just chilled it was very chilled Second week was also very chilled. Yeah. Yeah. It was literally just um, siblings visiting. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Oh, that's lovely. That's really lovely. Oh, my God. But then at the same time, but then I, I don't know if it was hormones and baby blues. I was like, I miss my friends. I want my friends to see my baby and they can't. <laughs> so it was like both of that was happening. But I think I blamed that one on the hormones. Yeah. Like, the midwives did say, oh, around day three, when your milk comes in, you're going to be really hormonal. And I was no, like, how did you feel okay. when your milk came in? So when my milk came in, it was funny. It was like I woke up that morning, looked down and was like, yeah, milk has arrived. <laughs> like, oh I just felt huge. But um, also, I can't remember what it was. And I was like, I was sitting there and I was like, oh, this is my baby. I'm so happy. And I was just crying. My husband looked at me and goes, yep, I know what this is. Remember the midwife said, yep, this is fine. This is normal. So then like, we, it's like I was crying and laughing at the same time. So when it got to like day five, randomly day five, I think I came out of the shower. I went by the window. I looked up at the sky and I just started crying. Uh, baby, and I was like, oh, no, oh, no. I think, I think I'm broken. Why am I crying? They said day three, I would cry. It's day five. Why am I crying? It was like, and then, so then, I think my husband was looking at me like, are you okay? And I was like, I, I don't know. Because why are you like, I don't know. <laughs> and I remember, like, he went downstairs and came back. He goes, are you sure you're not, like, you don't have a reason? You just don't want to tell me. And I was like, I promise I have no reason. He was like, maybe you want to message your mum friends and ask them if this is normal. Because you don't know what's going on. It was so funny. So I remember messaging my cousin, like, it's day five and I'm crying. I don't have a reason. What's going on? She laughed at me. It's just baby. She baby. actually <laughs> laughed at me. She was like, it's so normal. But like maybe the first two to three weeks, you might just be yeah. crying for no reason. And I'm like, again, you could have told me that beforehand. If this is something that's so normal that everyone goes through, you could have made a note and just let me know. <laughs> I mean, there's so much things that people miss and forget to tell you. And you're just like, why did nobody tell me this? Yeah. If, if and, I had known, I would, I would have made better choices, you know? <laughs> you know, and I feel like there's like platforms out there and everybody always says, you know, every pregnancy is different. Everyone's different. Like you just go with it. But there yeah. are some things you could have just said, by the way, you know, you're going to be a bit emotional. You're going to randomly cry. Just don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah, I never actually had that, you know. I, didn't, I don't think I went through any, like, baby blues. I just, like, but then again, that might be because I had so many people around me. I just didn't have time you to. You didn't get a chance. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's that's all. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. it must be so exciting, though, to just have a new baby. And you're just like... Oh, it's just baby, it's baby. I know. I get I I do get it now, like like oh this is my baby. Yeah. 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 But it's also very much like I can't even leave the sitting room without thinking twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, it's like you're like, 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 like attached to you for life. 
yeah. any little thing you're just like are you? and then this when they start talking or moving around and they go quiet that's when you're just like what's happening yes <laughs> what, so what's i feel like for a fresh baby she's very active okay that's good yeah like kicking her legs and stuff yeah. and like, you know like they lift their heads and you just think you shouldn't be doing that it's like day two why are yeah. you doing this and things like that so now i'm like when she does start calling and moving Ooh, oh lord you're gonna have to yeah. lock up everything yeah <laughs> literally you're gonna have to spend my days just following her around wherever she goes oh do you know what you, when you get to that stage you're just gonna be like do you know what yeah i kind of come back kill myself do whatever you want <laughs> And do you know what's funny? Having a baby, you know, like they say, life is short. Mm. Life is so short. Having a baby has made me realise how quickly time goes. To they think that I feel like I just gave birth, but I'm really like, oh, two months, okay. Essentially, your first birthday is around the corner. Around the corner, yep. Like, yep. time flies so quickly. Perfectly. Especially when they start, like, developing and, like, doing the stuff. And you're just like... Yeah. You were just like a baby two days ago. How are yeah. you doing these things already? Like, this yeah. is amazing. Oh my God. Like, I already feel like, oh, you didn't used to fit into this outfit and now you might not even be able to wear it again. You have to change their wardrobe every three months. <laughs> yeah. I remember trying to explain that to my husband. He was like, that doesn't make sense. I'm like, I'm telling you, every three months, you need to like, yeah. I hate doing laundry. I hate it so much. I'm just like, why? <laughs> Are you growing it's like every three months i have to change all your clothes and move them some are going to charity some are going to keep for the next baby i don't even know if it's going to be a girl but hey we're just gonna keep yeah it. you just keep it and hope for the best yeah oh wow oh gosh how's your husband feeling about everything though he was he's, he's loving it i feel like yeah. yeah he's just he's waiting for her to get to the stage where she's more sturdy and he can really play with her and stuff and i'm like <laughs> That will be the stage when I'm just non-existent. Yeah. And you're probably weaning onto solids and you don't care about me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, you're not looking for the breast milk. So, yeah. I mean, they still care because you're still the one that's going to have to feed them most of the time anyway. So. <laughs> that, yeah, that's true. That is very true. I remember when she was like literally at this age and then my husband was just like, oh, she doesn't even do anything. She's so boring. I'm like, <laughs> sweat out. <laughs> she's a baby I, I was like i don't want a boring baby like i remember praying about like god please don't make my baby my baby boring like yeah but when they're like two months old what do you want them to do so she smiles at me it's like i'll be talking away and she'll just give me like a little gurgle back and i'm like okay, yeah. yeah she's talking at least she's doing something like yeah but she's very very smiley now so that's fun mm. but what i'm noticing is i'm naturally someone that takes a lot of pictures and i'm always ready with my phone but with her, I haven't been taking as much pictures. I thought I, I'm literally like enjoying the moment, and the I want to see. Yeah, and I want to see it. I feel like every time I go to record something, I'm like, oh, I enjoyed it. She, either she's not doing it again, or she's looking at the phone like, what's happening? I'm not doing anything. Like, what, what yeah. is that? So, yeah. So there's a lot of things I don't have like archived. It's more archived in my memory bank. Have, my have brain. hidden cameras around the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, you actually can't keep up with them. They do so much and it's just like, oh my God, this is so amazing. To think that this is someone that we've actually given birth to and they're yeah. developing and going through all these stages and all these changes and you're just like, this is amazing. Like, God is yeah. wonderful. Like, how is this possible? It's so crazy. It, 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 just, it doesn't feel real. And I remember asking other mums, like, so what does, you know, what do contractions feel like? Oh. One says... 
they, they start off by saying it feels like period pains. But what? You know what? I can't explain it. Like, I can't explain it. I can't explain it. <laughs> and I remember going through it thinking, I feel like, again, I've been done wrong. People should have told me. <laughs> yeah. And I remember feeling so disheartened because obviously she's saying you've got a long way to go. But if I'd known I was actually 10 centimeters dilated and I was near the end, I probably would have had a bit more vim. Like, I can yeah. do this. But you go through it. And I'm like, I remember speaking to my sister afterwards, like, why do you have three kids? Why have you done this to yourself? <laughs> the pain was ridiculous. Like, why, what? Like, it just didn't make sense. But have you not noticed that you don't even, after a few months, well, you're only two months in, but after a few months, you're just like, mm, maybe I could mine, do this again. <laughs> so mine was two weeks. After two weeks, I was like, I feel like I could go again, you know. The way my husband looked at me like, what? I was like, like, yeah, too. I was like, the pain is gone. The pregnancy was easy. The delivery was quick. Yeah, the next one yeah. was quicker. Like, like, and yeah. I feel fine. I feel back to myself. So, yeah, like, you know. That only lasted a few hours. I think it helps that you were only in labor for like three hours as well. So yeah. it's just like, and knowing that ne- the next one will be a lot shorter as well. It's just like, hmm. You see, I, keep, I don't want to tell myself that because I feel That's like if the next one isn't shorter, I'll be like, I tricked myself. Like, I completely tricked myself, and now I'm here. Yeah, I'm like, like, 14-hour labor. <laughs> like, just heartbroken. Yeah, I remember one of my friends had, um, he's, he's got three kids. So his first was, the wife was long. The second was a bit shorter. The third one, they had a baby in the car park. <laughs> oh, wow. They didn't even get to get into the hospital. The baby came out in the car, in the car park. Wow. I said, if that that is amazing. Me, let me just stay in my house and have the baby at home. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you said a birthing pool in the garden. I always think if I had give birth at home, are they going to clean up everything after? Because <laughs> you know, nah, I get a birthing pool. Birthing pool. Is, I mean, you're just sitting in water. Imagine like, oh, honestly, I, I always say that I will forever recommend having a water birth to anybody. It was the most relaxing thing I ever ever done in my life. Like. You know, the only time I just thought, okay, it's time to push was obviously when I was fully dilated. I was just like, okay, it's time to push. And then I just got on my fours, pushed, and that was it. But See, okay. That I, sounds, the whole time I was just that like, sounds amazing. I was just chilling in the water and they regulate the temperature of the water as well. So it's at a setting, so it's just nice and warm. It doesn't get cold. It's just not too hot. I was just sitting there with my gospel playlist, like gas, every five minutes, <laughs> gas. <laughs> I tried so when we was at home and I was having the contractions, I was like, you know what, let me run myself a bath. This will yeah. help. And I got in the bath and the contraction came. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to hold on to. I was slipping. I was like, nah, I need to get out of here. Did you tell you it's not your Yeah, so when I got to the hospital and they were like, Oh, do you want the room with the water? I was like, it's okay, it's okay. I've already tried it. I'll be slipping and sliding if it's okay. Yeah, but that's because you used a normal bath. Bath, yeah, yeah. That is true. I was like, no. It's okay. And right. also I had the thought of I don't want to give birth in water and I'm sitting in my own mess. I overthink things like that. Yeah, but I think no. I feel, at the time you probably won't notice it and you probably wouldn't even think about it. But I had thought about it and I was like, I thought about it, it's too late now, I can't do it. <laughs> no, I think after after once the placenta came out, I just got up and then went and had a shower and that was it. <laughs> so it wasn't yeah. like I was sitting in there for for long or anything. So it was fine. Oh. Freedom. <laughs> no, but yeah, no, it is amazing. It is a very nice feeling, and I feel it just makes you feel a lot more relaxed as well. And mm-hmm. I always say, like with Vitara, ever since I had her, I, I feel like because I had a water birth, every time we're doing something for her, it rains. 
Oh, naming ceremony, it rained. The day we had her, it rained. A birthday party, it rained. Oh Everything God. that we want to do for this girl is always raining. So I'm just like, okay. Oh, well, <laughs> this you know, is what she And she yeah, loves was... she loves being in water as well. She just loves it. Like we went to the beach the other day and she was just running inside this. I'm just like, where are you going, please? Because I don't understand. She's enjoying herself. <laughs> no, but they love it. I think and I remember when she came out in the water, she didn't even cry. She was just looking at me. She sneezed and that was it. So she cried after they gave her the injection, the vitamin K injection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After that, that was when she cried. But before that, she was just staring, looking at everybody. She's there. She's like, yeah, they say that though. They say that like with water births, especially if the baby's born, because they go from water to water. Yeah. It's less traumatic for them. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So it is a lot nicer. And yeah, after I don't think I'm ever going to go back to having like a normal <laughs> birth. Let me just sit in my water and relax, I think. Yeah, I can imagine how relaxing it actually yeah. would be at a time like that. No, but no, it's been lovely. Oh my God, I can't. Uh, I, need, I think I need to just stop. Pregnant people, yeah. people that just had babies, stop telling me your pregnancy stories because I don't want to hear it anymore. It's just so lovely. And I feel like she gives the best cuddles. And, and I was like, you know, she's not hugging you. She's just trying to go to sleep. Yeah. And like, it's still the best cuddles. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, it's been lovely talking to you. Is there any questions, anything that you wanted to ask or chat about or just get more information on? Anything else? I just want to put it out there. Mm-hmm. That there is so much more information that can be given to new mums from other mums. And, and you know what it is as well? Someone said it to me, they're like, but as your child gets older, because you're going with their developmental stages, when somebody asks you a question, you forget. About, oh, you forget. Yeah. You forget. I'm talking like, no one told me about cradle cap. Like, no one tells me like, you know, like skin reactions and stuff. So they get rashes, oh, yeah. rash comes and goes and things like that. Breast milk. Breast milk. <laughs> But yeah, and that's the thing. You say it to someone, they're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that happened. And I'm like, meanwhile, I'm sitting here like, what's happened to my baby's beautiful skin? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what's all of this stuff in your hair? And they're like, oh, yeah, that happened. You just got to wash. Okay, thank you. Thank you for letting me know. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I, yeah, Tara never got credit card, but I've been told that she will get it eventually. And I'm just like, when? <laughs> because she's already won. <laughs> and I don't want yeah, to hopefully then she doesn't get it. Yeah, I hope she um, Sarai's just got rid of her. And they're like, oh, yeah, she could possibly get it again. I'm like, no, 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 no. Because she's also then got a full head of hair, so it's even more difficult to get yeah. the bits How did out. You, what, what did you use to, like, get rid of it? So I've been using a lot of coconut oil and shampoo. Oh, okay. So it's like I literally, like, you know, grease her scalp with the coconut oil, and it softens yeah. it. And okay. when I go to wash her hair, it kind of, it just naturally just lifts out. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, she never had cradle cap, so I'm just like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. It was, it was so yeah. funny. My cousin visited me, and she was like, "Oh, does she have cradle cap?" And I was like, "No." And I'm like, "Oh, thank goodness she doesn't." And I think within two days, I was looking. I was like, um, "What's all this dry scalp stuff?" Yeah. And then I was like, "Oh, no, no, no. This is cradle cap. Okay. Thanks wow. for letting me know that it even existed." See, some people don't even experience this. <laughs> yeah that's, that's awesome, what yeah. every mom's experience is completely different and i think that's definitely one of the reasons why we started the podcast like there was so many things nobody told us <laughs> <laughs> especially like whilst we're pregnant i'm like why did nobody tell me this was gonna happen yeah and that my baby's gonna sneeze a lot <laughs> a lot a lot and i was like everyone yeah, like, you should have told me this is yeah. this is you could have told me that, you know, diabetes is a thing during pregnancy. You could have told yeah. me that being anemic is a thing during... I mean, 
why are we not being told this information? <laughs> yeah. And it's like so many women go through it. And yeah. then when like, you ask someone, they'll be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Think, oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, gosh. No. But in saying that, though, there's been like, it's been good. There's been a lot of support, especially from like other mums yeah. and like other platforms, like your platforms as well, and like Thriving yeah. Mamas and things like that. Like, it's good that there's other platforms that, you know, give other mums the chance to say things. So then you listen yeah, in and like, you check it out and you hear their experience. You're like, okay, so now I know what to do if that does happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. Oh, my God. No, we're, ha- we're glad that, you know, our platform has actually been the helpful source as well. <laughs> Even though we just probably just talk. But yeah. Is there anything oh, thank else? Thank you for having me. No, thank you for joining us. I'm so happy. I hope this actually sounds a lot better than the last one. So. Hope so as well. Yeah. Oh, gosh. But no, I think this should be better. The internet seems to be stable on both sides. So fingers crossed. But no, thank you so much for joining us today. And we're so glad that you could be on this episode and share your pregnancy as well as labor, childbirth, childbirth story. Um, thank you for sharing those stories with us. I'm so happy that you're you were only labor for three hours. <laughs> I'm so happy to honestly this time because <laughs> I'm so happy. I just too. feel like every mum, no mum should ever have to go past three hours, honestly. Because yeah. after that, I think I would have just lost everything. Because what do am I doing? I feel for people when I hear that, but I guess I feel like at the same time. Well, I'm guessing you had some kind of pain relief, so it yes. helped you to get through. But, yeah, because I did mine pain free. Yeah. I'm a bit yeah. like, hmm. Yeah, but, but yeah, I'm just glad it wasn't any longer. Yeah. <laughs> Glad no, I, mean, I mean, God, God, I mean, you could make it easier for us, you know? We're not asking for oh, too much. <laughs> during that time, I did think, oh, I pray I get to heaven because when I meet Eve, oh, that, I remember thinking that I was thinking, Eve, why? <laughs> we going to get it on. It's, it's on. <laughs> <laughs> and you're thinking, Eve, why? What did we do to offend yeah, you? All I kept thinking to myself was, Eve, <laughs> why? Like... <laughs> Oh gosh, no, it's been amazing. Um, let me just round up. Thank you so much, guys, for listening and joining us on this episode. Um, we will catch you on the next one. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.